folks, and welcome to episode 146 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, as always, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's IamCaleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Follow our Instagram, ECHeroCast. And our Gmail, hit us up there, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. The recording date is Sunday, February 19, 2023, and we are reviewing Spider-Man Homecoming. Eddie, how are you doing on this lovely Sunday afternoon? Just four, no, just, yeah, 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 four days after we last recorded. How are you doing today? Are you on, on the back end of this cold now? Yeah, it's almost uh, just about over, so I'm enjoying all of that. Yeah. Taking your your uh, what Flonase is that one of them? Is that a is that one of the things you take for your nasal cavities? Mm, that's stuff? more for allergies, but yeah, fair, I mean, fair enough. So you're taking like uh, uh, what Benadryl to go to sleep? I assume. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's Benadryl. What kind of regimen are you on right now, bud? Well, not a whole lot. But um, I tried a cough suppressant that doesn't really work all that well. So, and then just whatever sinus pills I have. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Man, if I seem a little high energy, it's because for the first time in oh my god, like three weeks, I actually hit cardio today at the gym. So that's I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling awesome. Uh, oh. Like. And this was one of the least inspired workouts I've ever had in the two plus years that I've really started going to the gym. And I ended with some cardio and I left feeling great. So those of you new to the gym, always end with cardio. You're going to feel awesome when you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a Eddie and Caleb endorsement for sure. Uh, to get right into it, what's your history with uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? I'm just going to guess that you did see this in theaters. I did, but there's a catch. Okay. So I could probably think of maybe two other instances where I've done this, and one was probably in middle school, so I don't even really want to count it. Yeah. And I never do this, and I don't recommend anyone ever else do it, but uh, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming in theaters on a first date. And, again, don't recommend people do this just because it's hard to get to know someone in a theater. No. But the reason I did it is, number one, I really wanted to see it. <laughs> but number two, she was completely into it. Like, she was all about seeing it as well. So just as big of a nerd and um i thought that was a great sign and she was a way more attractive in person than on the dating profile so again also whoa uh, whoa doesn't happen often but it does happen whoa. and it's it's normally the opposite jeez i, 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 I know it's happened yeah. like on i can count on one hand the amount of times that it's happened it's you like, got you got reverse catfish that's awesome it is. It is. So uh, that was one of the times, again, she wanted to see the movie. It wasn't like, I guess we'll see it. No, she's she's into all the Marvel stuff, too. Yeah. So you might be thinking, well, why didn't this work out? This sounds like perfect. Well, I couldn't get her to open up about anything. I don't know what it was. Maybe she thought she got catfished, but... At dinner, I'm just, it's like pulling teeth to get her to say anything. The only time we had, like, a nice back-and-forth conversation was waiting in line to get into the theater. We were talking about Game of Thrones. And she was, like, really into this Game of Thrones discussion we were having. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I tried everything. You you, You couldn't get past surface level stuff is what you're saying. Yeah, and maybe it was me. I don't know. Maybe she just saw me and was disappointed. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, 
this this stinks, but oh well, um, it all worked out in the end. But still, it yep. was uh, it was annoying that that happened. So yeah, but uh, yeah, her loss, you know. Yeah, her loss, dude. You're a freaking catch. You're you're good shit, as they would say. So yeah, her loss, man. Someone else is happy with you, man. Um, I also saw this in theater with my good bros, Mike and Will. And uh, funny enough, and I'm not saying this to malign the person, but this was opening weekend. This was actually, this would have been Friday afternoon. So Friday, July 7, 2017, uh, Friday afternoon showing. And this was a packed theater because, oh, my God, it's Marvel by Sony, blah, blah, blah. It's part of the MCU, so on and so forth. Big deal. Like Marvel's first real attempt at Spider-Man. Cool, cool. Crowded theater. Uh, the kid in the row in front of us with, was with his mother. And uh, I, I don't say this to malign anyone because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't hold any hate in my heart. But this young man was talking throughout most of the film talking about like oh my gosh this is funny he had like no volume control um clearly an autistic man and i mean it didn't ruin the experience but it like definitely like it's something i'm gonna take to my grave remembering so that was a very interesting one of the more interesting experiences i've had in the theater uh only probably second to uh do you remember the movie noah with russell crowe um no Okay, well, you know, Russell Crowe played, played Noah, blah, blah, blah. Um, this oh, was Noah's very, Ark. Yes, yeah. Yeah. This was very clearly, like, very, very, very loosely inspired by the book, if you will. And about ten minutes in, and about, mind you, I'm watching this in the Bible Belt, like the middle of the Bible Belt. Um, someone stands up yells this is stupid and walks out well, thanks for your opinion <laughs> yeah it was not good i mean he wasn't wrong but it's like it's like dude we're 10 minutes in calm down <laughs> i never saw it but i know it took a it's lot of liberties one, it's one of the worst it's one of the worst movies i've seen in theater Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I mean, we both loved Homecoming. That was... Uh, yeah. Homecoming was great, yeah. But yeah, no, that was... Uh, that was the... F I, I'm trying to think the other date movie. Um, I think it was something with the Muppets. I don't know. I think I'd already even seen it, too. And then she suggested it, and I was like, I've already seen it, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Homecoming. That was, uh, man, I thought when I found a girl who wanted to see Homecoming on a first date, it's like, this could be the one. But no. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, uh, where were we? Oh, facts. Or no, no, we got, uh, the history, the rest oh. of the history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done our history with the movie i guess because we did both see it in theaters um oh no we'll talk about this in the cast never mind um time capsule yeah yeah i mean uh, you kind of champions or yeah skipping all that uh champions in wrestling uh despacito by Luis fonzi and daddy yankee featuring justin bieber that that was the number one song mm -hmm. by digital download it's gonna dominate I told you guys it dominated like a good six months in 2017. Um, <laughs> Champions in wrestling, WWE side, still the trio of Brock Lesnar, Universal Champion, Jinder Mahal, WWE Champion, Oof. Bobby Roode, NXT Champion. Now, this is a really odd trio, like the, the, the outside WWE trio. This is so weird because you had two, as it would turn out, like – borderline generational talents and then someone else uh ring of honor world champion cody rhodes mm -hmm. I, iwgp heavyweight champion kazuchika okada mm -hmm. and the impact world champion the uh one of the biggest cancers in wrestling alberto el patron mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, not good. Yeah, they were going to build the whole ass company around him. And then, like, didn't he, like, beat Paige in a library or something? Or not a library, uh, an air- airport? Something like that. They were they coveted him for a long time, and I have no idea why. So many chances, man. And it was so weird. Like, he, I don't... He was never good. No. No. But... I remember I got, uh, like, cr- like, verbally roasted when I even questioned... Because I could see it. I don't know what it was. Do you remember the video of her proposing where she, like, crawling around the ring and it was really weird? Oof. Yeah. I remember I com- someone posted that in a group and I commented and I was like, something about this relationship. I don't know. And then everybody was like, well, why don't you shut up and mind your business and blah, blah, blah. And well, it, I was like, the- it's just something. I don't know what it is. I, I, when the I started to blame stuff. her erroneously, but uh, when I the relationship, so when the relationship started, um, if you called it into question, like something's off, um, especially if you call it out as a white guy, it's like, oh, you're just being racist because this is a mixed race relationship, and which is hilarious, you know, knowing, you know, me knowing, you know, who you're dating, and you knowing what I'm interested in. Like, like these are two people who have no qualms whatsoever about uh, mixed race relationships. But it's like when the signs are there, the signs are there. My mistake was thinking some of the fault was on her end and maybe some of it was, but clearly (laughs) most of it is is all him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. goes to Berto for sure. But yeah, I don't know the full story, but clearly he's. In the wrong, but I, I I saw that and I just clicked. I'm like something. I don't know what it is, but this relationship it's not it's not healthy. I can just tell. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But enough about that, man. Um, real quick, by the way, this had a two hour and thirteen minute runtime, and uh, that's about right since they didn't do the full origin story. Because I mean, how many times do you need to see Ben Parker get shot? You know? Yeah, no, we don't... I I appreciated that. Same with how they do Batman now, where they'll just run it in the opening credits or something. Like, the audience yeah. knows. We don't need to yeah. see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, two hours, 13 minutes. Maybe you you might have been able to cut a few minutes here and there, but I don't have any qualms with that runtime. No. Uh, so what were you up to around this time? Just being fat and watching Spider-Man. I nothing of note happened in July of 2017 that I can that comes to mind. Well, I can tell you after the date, I headed up to uh, cross off another baseball park up in the Pacific Northwest of Seattle. So took that one off. It took a long How weekend. Was it, hmm. Oh, it's well, T-Mobile Park. Uh, I liked it. It has the best view, I would say, which I know Pittsburgh might disagree, but or view of the city, I should say. So it has that. I would have liked to have seen more Seattle influence. I, I put it in my top ten, but it, it it could have been a top five. But yeah, I mean, I, I you know I really like it though. So, but no, Seattle's a. Seattle's a nice city. I I enjoyed it. I gotta. I didn't spend enough time there. I gotta. I gotta get back at some point. But uh, I also took a day trip to Vancouver. Also very nice. So, but yeah, well, I took. You can, you can day trip from Seattle to Vancouver. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not that super, It's not that far of a drive. But very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I. I mean. Like I said, I, I I would like to have spent more time there, um, so that was good. I was I actually went in the middle of a drought, so they went. I was like there during a record. It was like forty some days without rain, and it was like the longest they've gone. And I was like, well, good, because I know it rains there a lot, and I didn't get caught in any rain. So. Yeah, no, I hate the rain. Like people are like, man, I would love to live in a place like Seattle where it rains all the time. No, nah, I'm good. You know, it actually rains more in Cleveland. It just has 
more rainy days in Seattle, but a lot of the rain is just come and go. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hey, so I looked up. This had a uh, to transition real quick. A profit of seven hundred and five point two million dollars. Well, yeah, that's the the facts and figures, which we do next. Yes, we do. Is this your first time? No, it's not actually. Okay. It's just well, me trying clean transition. Well, the budget was one hundred seventy five million. Box office eight hundred eighty point two million. That comes out to 705.2 million. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you said. Yes. With inflation, where does that put us at? 860.7 million. So it puts it number eight on the list. So it knocks off Wonder Woman from last week. But still below Deadpool. And sorry, I haven't looked at the whole list in some time. Where does the, Where does this rank among other Spider-Man films? Well, let's see. I believe it's uh, number one. Okay. All right. So Spider-Man from 02 is 10th. It's 686. Yeah. Now the inflation it kicks it more. but yeah. And then Spider-Man 3 is 12th on the list. Spider-Man 2 is 14th on the list. Mm-hmm. And then Amazing Spider-Man is 20th on the list. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 is 23rd on the list. So what you're saying is all the Spider-Man movies are within the top 25. Yes. People love their Spider-Man. They do. They do. Spider-Man and Batman, those two cash cows right there. Could you imagine owning the rights to Spider-Man? Man, I bet whoever does is making a ton of money off of all the Spider-Man movies they're undoubtedly making. Buddy, there's a Spider-Verse movie coming out this year. Yeah. No, I'm talking live action, though. Mm. No, you just wanna you just wanna hate on Sony, so you can ride Marvel's hog. It's all good. I get it. Such is life. You, you, you just saw one of the most mid Marvel movies of all time, but you still want a hog ride. That's fine. What did I see that was mid? Um, Quantum Mania, sir. Oh, you must have walked into a different movie. I saw a very good movie. Sure, you did. Well, I'll review it in February of next year, and uh, you can hear about it. I'll make sure that I carve out the time to appear on that episode, just so I can roast the shit out of it. I don't know what was so bad about it. Whatever. This is not a Quantum Mania review. Um, <laughs> Why are you defending Sony, by the way? Are you a big Morbius guy? No, I'm not a Morbius guy. I think you're I'm, a Morbius guy. I, I'm just being pragmatic about it, because you're over here, they should sell the rights. No, they shouldn't. It makes money. And they're working their way towards Amazing Spider-Man 3. And they're working their way towards towards more Spider-Man. Like, Are they? Yes. Yes, they are. I haven't either, seen it. Either way. They're making uh, villain origin movies that aren't making money. So your assessment is incorrect. All right, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure that Madam Web movie is going to really knock off. I'm sure that'll crack the top 25 on this list. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Um... That is, the, by the way, that if you don't, I'm telling you right now, that movie's going to lose money. Okay. I, I don't need to be Madam Web to know that. Mm. That movie will lose money. And, and that is, you know, unless by some, I don't know. I don't think Spider-Man's going to be in it. Uh, he would have to be in it, I would say. But I think that movie's going to not do very well. Mm. Okay, what did uh, what did critics and fans think of Spider-Man: Homecoming? Well, they loved it. Yeah. Critics ninety-two percent and fans eighty-seven. Yeah, not quite a scoregami, but oh well. Yeah, the critics still haven't lost the pulse of the audience, which they clearly did during Quantum Mania. So we're still not there yet, but mm. we got a window. So we'll find it. Although you're sounding more like a critic. It's Venom, by the way. It's Venom. That's when they lose the pulse, for sure. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just saying. Well, they they lost it in Quantum Mania. Mm, okay. Either way, yeah. Uh, cast. Who do we want to talk about? Hmm. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh. Really? Is there a lot? I feel like there's like. 
No, there is. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> talking about, of course, is a lot. Yeah. I'll say one person who was not in it as much as I thought she was uh, would be uh, Zendaya as Michelle. No, I remember I remember her being basically a background character. Uh, she would just come in, quip, and then disappear. Yeah, I, I completely forgot um, a lot about um, Liz, even though I knew... Like, going in, I remembered that Spider-Man did not go to the homecoming with MJ, but I completely forgot about Liz. Yeah. So. We really, like, we really don't even need to talk about Zendaya in this film. I mean, she was more like just comic relief background more than anything. Yeah. But, no, it's worth mentioning. I mean, she's, uh, she will turn into a major player. Yeah, absolutely she will, and it will become one of the better – it will become the second best uh, love interest relationship in the entire live-action Spider-Verse, so, you know. What's the first? Are you joking? Uh, it's freaking Gwen Stacy and Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I thought we were going to go with the real-life relationship. That's how their chemistry was so good. Okay. Well, they are dating in real life. Yeah, and so did freaking Andrew Garfield and uh, Gwen... Not Gwen, what's her name? Emma Stone. Yeah, they did. Yes. Uh, John Favreau as Happy Hogan. I have no complaints here. No, this was his big role. Yeah. Like, I mean, he'd been in a few things, but this was the first uh, we got to see quite a bit of him. So I like as him as the uh, point of contact for Stark. Mm-hmm. And just being like the annoyed uncle, basically. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about Jacob? I'm Ned? Say, I'm going to say Blanton, but that was, uh, I think I had a teacher named Jacob Blanton. Is it Ned? Yes, Jacob Batalon as Ned. Batalon as Ned. Oh, he's great. I love him. And he, he takes the bullets, too, man. He's the guy in the chair. He is great, genuinely. And I can't wait till he becomes Hobgoblin. Well, you'll be waiting a while. That's fine. I think that would... I think Ned is a Marvel property... And not a Sony property, so mm. not sure how that works out. I don't know, but yeah, he was good. The guy in the chair, I think that was uh... he was looking at porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good excuse, but I, I mean, the thing that I liked with this is they they went different. Than the other two. I mean, yeah. yes, they replaced... Amazing Spider-Man replaced Gwen, or uh, the MJ with Gwen. But mm-hmm. they're still similar characters, whereas we yeah. have a completely different Mary Jane. We now have a best friend. We don't have Uncle Ben. We have an Aunt May that's not old. So they went... They did a lot of things different, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, they did. they did take some chances here, for sure. Yeah, there's not even a uh, Oscorp in this in this world, as we'll learn later on. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna meet Harry at college, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see, how about Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, the Vulture? You gotta love when the time lines up, because we just saw the Flash trailer, and we just saw Michael Keaton putting on the bat suit again. And and we just saw John Leguizamo say this was almost my role, and I gotta say, don't think it would have fit. Uh, I could have been talked into John Leguizamo as the Vulture. I don't hate it, but I don't know. It, I, I'm not saying there's not a spot in the MCU for John Leguizamo. I think you absolutely could find one but i don't know vulture to me is always an older person so 
So what you're saying is John Leguizamo, uh, because he's aged so well, is not fit for the role. Yeah, I guess. Because John Leguizamo is not a young guy. No, he's not. I wouldn't have hated if he were uh, Scorpion, who we're probably never going to get. But that that would have not been bad. Uh, instead, they got the old boy from Breaking Bad. Did we not get Scorpion in this? Well, we got the guy that becomes Scorpion, but that never <laughs> happens. Yeah. It was, um, oh, what was his name? Um, yeah, he's from, uh, yeah, Michael Mando. He was from uh, Better Call Saul, not Breaking Bad. Which we'll get to, uh, hmm. which I'll get to a, um, Oh, that guy in the post credit scene was supposed to be the uh, Scorpion? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I was not aware of that, man. You know I'm not, not big on comics, so, you know, if you're not throwing out, a, like, a main tier, like, name, I'm not going to catch it. Well, that's what was frustrating, is there was there was a lot of teases for things that never happened. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize, and it was a nice touch, but I didn't realize that Gambino was playing... Um, Miles's uncle. Yeah, who is the Prowler. And then Miles Morales is loosely referenced in this. So you is got... He well, said, my uncle, or my uh, nephew lives in Queens, so I don't yeah. want all these guns. His nephew was Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, you know, he becomes... Uh, you know, Donald Glover, he becomes uh, the Prowler, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of story left on the table. Yeah. Just the same someone else owns it. But, you know, you got a you got a hog sucks. ride Sony, I get it. This bit sucks, dude. Stop. It doesn't suck. It's absolutely true. Yeah, whatever. If fans could vote who they would want to own Spider-Man, no one's picking Sony. Okay. Okay. Maybe you, but I don't Maybe. know. Maybe me, maybe maybe Tobey Maguire has a has a special place in my heart because uh, you know it's one of the first movies I saw in theater. Who knows, man? Either way, enough of that. Enough of that. Why are we not talking about the cast right now? We are. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, yeah, Michael Keaton uh, was a very well written villain. Uh, he was justified to an extent. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, to an extent, he's justified, and he's just small enough that it's like, okay, the Avengers are not going to necessarily get involved. Yeah, that was the... That's the part about this Spider-Man that I appreciate and that we got is there's there's kind of two Spider-Man, and this movie... Well, this movie and then Civil War gave us two. There's the Avengers Spider-Man, which we got already, and we we're going to get more of. And then there's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which is this, who attacks villains that the Avengers are not going to bother with, like Vulture. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciated that. Yeah. Which leads us to Tom Holland as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. <clears throat> not my favorite Spider-Man. Um but I don't necessarily have any qualms with his performance, if that makes sense. I would say my favorite Spider-Man. Okay, okay. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, to me, he looked the most like a person in high school. It's always, uh, it's always big. Uh, I, um... I feel yeah, like he's he definitely, he's definitely the most youthful Spider-Man. Yeah, no, and then I I feel like he um to me he's most what I feel Spider-Man is. Like the Spider-Man I grew up with was the one from the animated show, and to me that's to me as best as Tom Holland. Okay. I think well I think Tobey Maguire is a pretty good Peter Parker, and I think Andrew Garfield's a pretty good Spider-Man. 
But I think Tom Holland is the one who combines them both the best. Okay, that's that's a common take that I've heard. So, yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't know. I mean, Tobey Maguire to me is still the goat. Mm, no, that third movie was so horrible. It's hard to yeah, I, overlook I mean, I'm it. Not, not gonna dispute that. I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, Spider-Man three, amazing. No, I'm not gonna do that. But. Oh my god, it just occurred to me. You know who we're missing? Who? Simon. No, that's your I fault. I didn't even think about... Like, like, oh man, I feel so bad. Isn't he coming on for uh, Justice League? He should be coming on for Justice League, yeah. Alright, well, there's, that's something. As you bang on your microphone. Uh, I was texting Simon. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you have anything else, or do we dive into the plot? Uh, Marissa Tomei's hot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we open with Peter making a home movie of him being called to Berlin to fight in the Civil War, and him getting a new spider suit. And afterwards, Tony Stark takes him back to Queens, tells him Happy is going to be his point of contact with the Avengers now. But two months later, no calls or texts. He got ghosted by the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And Peter is in high school, and he's a bit of a nerd, which, uh, you know, it's part of the course. Hey, I'm just saying, they should have <laughs> gave him glasses, man. Nah, he doesn't need glasses. But he has one friend, which is more than yeah. the other ones have had. It's Ned. He also what are you a... talking about? Harry was a friend of Toby. What are you talking about, man? That's true. He wasn't uh, really a friend of uh, Andrew Garfield until the second movie when they had a friendship that we never knew about. A very long and storied friendship. That was just mentioned. So, Ned, or, uh, Peter has a crush on Liz. So... Liz is uh, just some girl in his class. He also enjoys patrolling the city, even if it angers grumpy citizens like Stan Lee. Yeah, no, that was great. Uh, he calls Happy again. He leaves him a voicemail saying he feels like he could be doing more. And then we see a bank rob, well, an ATM robbery. Some guys with high-tech weaponry. And he stops them and he calls Happy and he's not interested in this. He sneaks back into his house and he quietly gets the door closed. He drops from the ceiling, he takes off his mask, and then there's Ned sitting on the bed. <laughs> yes, dude. And he's so awestruck by what he's seeing. See, the spider sense should have told him that. Yeah, that didn't make much sense. The spider sense, which, by the way, like, that is one concession they should have made. Like, hey, yeah, say spider sense. It's fine. Go ahead. Mm. I mean, I guess he's not in any danger, but... But still, like, he should be able to sense when someone else is in the room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So the next day, Ned has a ton of questions, and he's like, Ned wants to be the guy in the chair. He's like, there is no guy in the chair. And he's like, you know what? You need to use the fact that you know Spider-Man to impress Liz, who's a big Spider-Man fan. And Peter's not crazy about this, but they are invited to a party of Liz's. So Ned and Peter go to the party, and there's... Sort of their friend, Michelle, MJ, who's uh, definitely an introvert. She's there, kind of. For whatever reason, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Spider-Man, he's about to swing into the party and just say, hey, I know Peter, because Flash is there, and he thinks Peter doesn't know him, and he calls him Penis Parker. Penis Parker, yeah. Mm -hmm. Flash, soon to be Venom. Someday, yes. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. It's going to happen. Well, not anytime soon. So, 
Peter sees this blue flash in the distance. He goes to see what it is, and people have taken weapons from the aliens back after the two big Avengers movies. They have uh, sold these alien weapons on the black market. Mm -hmm. And he chases the van, but is attacked by Vulture and dropped into a lake. He is rescued by Iron Man's suit, who's actually not in it. Yeah. And Tony tells him to just worry about neighborhood crimes for now. And um, he's like, I'll, I'll handle this. But Vulture drops something during the encounter, and Peter has grabbed it. So, back at the base, Adrian Toomes scolds Shocker for firing a weapon out in the open, and he fires him, hits him with a weapon, he shoots a weapon at him that just yeah. disintegrates him. By the way, that's the guy from the OC that the, mm, what you say, that scene. Yeah, well, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead again. And then he tosses the Shocker wrist guard to a new guy and says, you're the Shocker now. Yeah. So Peter then tracks Shocker to get a um, tracking device on their van and tracks it to Maryland. And he's like, well, how do we get to Maryland? Well, the trivia team is going to their nationals in D.C. Yep. Going out to the old DMV area. Mm-hmm. So in the hotel, Ned is able to hack into the suit and disable Tony's training wheel program, as it was called. Yes. So Spider-Man tracks down Shocker to an abandoned gas station while Peter learns his new suit. Does all these, all this new stuff. Meanwhile, Vulture robs a semi of more weapons. And Vulture, uh, Spider-Man sees this. Vulture just locks him inside. He's no match for Vulture at this point. Uh, the truck heads to a facility that cleans up all the damage after Avengers incidents from the Department of Damage Control. So Peter's locked inside this big facility. He does manage to get out, and he learns that the item that Ned is carrying is not a battery, which they thought, it's a bomb. And the bomb goes off inside the Washington Monument, which uh, may be built by slaves. <laughs> hmm. Iffy. So Spider-Man is able to save them. This was uh, a good scene. He does the whole backflip over the helicopter, you know. Yeah. But he saves the elevator, with, which included, uh, you know, Flash and uh, Ned and their teacher. Yeah. Uh, so back at the Vulture hideout, they said, without the latest truck, we only have enough material to finish one order. And Vulture says... We've uh, operated and nothing from the feds or the Avengers, but now this guy is screwing it up, so I will kill him. <laughs> so Spider-Man interrogates one of the criminals from the other night, Donald Glover, who, Aaron Davis, who tells yes. Spider-Man he doesn't want these weapons in his neighborhood because my nephew, Miles Morales, lives yeah. there. There is a, by the way, because I, I was watching the Blu-ray, there is a deleted scene where he gets a phone call from Miles and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to be there because his, his hand was stuck to the car. Mm-hmm. But they left that out because they didn't want to be too on the nose for some reason. I don't know. I, it's fine just because there's no payoff, but man, that would yeah, have been cool. Yes, but at the same time, like, you could at least make the name drop, and it wouldn't be... It'd be inoffensive, but it's whatever. I don't know. There's It sucks. There's like three more movies you could have done with this franchise, but... He tells them you can find him, the man you're looking for, on the Staten Island Ferry. And after ignoring a call from Tony Stark, we see Shocker, a criminal named Mac Gargan. The Scorpion. And Vulture shows up and uses the weapon that splits the ferry in half. And we get the obligatory Spider-Man needs to save a bunch of people scene. Um, sometimes it's a subway. Sometimes it's it's actually usually a subway. Um, but in this case, it's a, uh, a boat. And 
but I mean, manages to keep it together for a while until Iron Man shows up and then holds the ship together till rescue can show up. And then afterwards, Iron Man scolds Peter, and Peter says, "If you even if you even cared, you'd be here." And then the suit opens up, and then out steps Tony Stark, which I thought was good. Yeah, but at the same time, like, what was the plan? Like, God forbid, Spider Man don't get involved. What's the plan then? Well, Tony said he called the FBI. Okay. Which they Fair did enough. show up. Fair enough. He tells him he's not ready, and you're trying to do so much, and then he takes the uh, suit back, and Peter says, well, I'm nothing without the suit. He's like, well, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. And yet, you can tell, like, they, they do a good job building up a father-son relationship here. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, have you, let me ask, have you held a supervisory job at work before? No. Okay. Well, like, have you ever, like, groomed someone or trained someone? Yes. So when you're training them, do you want them to be as good as you, or do you want them to be better? Uh, as good as. I don't want them to be better. Yeah, I'm going for better. Like, that that was always my philosophy at my <laughs> old job. And um, because my thought process is, well, if you can do my job better than me, you know, Oh my God, Caleb, he's a great trainer, great boss, great whatever, and it looks even better for me. So when Tony said, you know, when Tony responded to Spider Man saying, I was trying to be like you, and Tony said, I wanted you to be better, that hit. That hit so hard, man. Because, yes, Tony, I agree. No, I agree. I was joking. But yes, um, it's, a, it's a good uh, relationship that the two have. Yeah. And it'll only grow. Absolutely it will. And it's going to break your heart. Yeah, especially when... Uh... Mm-hmm. Yep. About uh, about six months from now. Or I guess ten, but whatever. So Peter goes, um, he apologizes to Liz for ditching the team. They agree to go to homecoming. And Peter goes to pick up Liz for the dance. And... Liz's dad answers the door, and it's Adrian Toomes. That got a gasp from the theater, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that being uh, very, very surprising, for sure. So on the drive, Liz mentions that Peter hung out with Spider-Man. You wanted to, oh my god, like, you could tell, like, Peter just wanted to be like, shut up! Because he knew... He knew that uh, Vulture was just putting it together. And he thought the voice sounded similar. And then Liz mentioned, well, you know, you went to my party, but you left early. Yeah. And then Adrian kind of pieces it together. Mm-hmm. So uh, Adrian sends Liz into the dance. He's like, I got to I gotta have the dad talk. And then he's like, does she know? He's like, know what? He's like, does she know you're Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> And he says, no. He's like, good. That's good. So here's the deal. You stay out of my business, and I never want to see you again, and then you show my daughter a good time. Or, you know, I'll kill you. <laughs> so yeah. inside, Peter apologizes to Liz, says he has to go again. He runs out the back in his homemade spider suit, and then there's Shocker. He, he blasts him right away and says, he gave you a choice and you chose wrong. Yeah. So he had the plan already. Yeah, he was prepared. So Spider-Man, with the help of Ned, do stop Shocker. And we see a big, the big plan is to rob an airship because they will be transporting a bunch of high-end tech from the old Avengers Tower to the new headquarters in upstate New York. Yeah. So Spider-Man confronts Toombs, who says he's doing this for his family. You think, you think Tony doesn't do this? He's, he's, rich people sell weapons all the time. He's like, this is just me getting my what's mine. So he uses Vulture's suit to cut through the support beams and drops the roof on Tony. Or sorry, on Peter. Yeah. So Peter's dead. R.I.P. for real one. But not so fast. Spider-Man does make it out and follows Vulture up to the plane. He boards it, 
I like that the plane had uh, hologram, like invisibility, but it would mess up when they would jump on and everything. But Vulture overrides the controls and tricks Happy into thinking the plane is on the way. Spider-Man and Vulture fight uh, on the plane, in the plane. One of the wings is grinded up in the engine. The plane crashes on a beach, and Vulture tries to steal just one box because he won't leave empty-handed. But Spider-Man tries to stop him and says, your wings are about to explode. <laughs> so, which it does. Um, and then later, Happy finds the plane wrecked with tombs, tied with a note from Spider-Man next to all of the uh, debris. <laughs> yeah. And the next day, Peter apologizes to Liz. She says, we're moving to Oregon. Daz doesn't want us here during the trial. So, Okay. And MJ is appointed the new trivia team captain. Happy also visits Peter and thanks him, but also takes him to the new Avengers headquarters. Tony tells Peter with some mentoring he can be an asset to the team. And he gives him a new suit and says, I'm going to introduce you to this bunch of reporters behind this door. And uh, introduce you as the newest member of the Avengers. And Peter says, well, thank you, but I want to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's like, this was a test, right? He's like, yep, it's a test, you passed, congrats. <laughs> but there really were reporters behind there. Yes, yeah. And they imply that what we need to do is give them an announcement, so we're going to propose Tony and Pepper. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. So Peter goes back home. The old suit is waiting for him. He tries it on. But then there's Aunt May watching him. What the fudge? And then, uh, yeah, roll credits. But oh, we have a post-credit no. scene, a couple of them. Yep. In prison, Matt Gargan is, goes up to Adrian Toomes and says, I heard you know who Spider-Man is. And Toomes says, if I knew who he was, he'd already be dead. And then walks off into the Sony-verse. Yep. <laughs> That's what the next time we see him. I don't know what else to say. No, uh, good, uh, but it, it tells you about Adrian Toomes' character, like, he's not, he's not all bad. I mean, he is, at the end of the day, he's a domestic terrorist and a, and a con man, but he's not all bad. I thought it was more, he didn't want people to know that he got beat by a high schooler. <laughs> uh, it's like the old, uh, daredevil. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of, like... Oh yeah, you want to tell him he got beat up by a blind guy? Well, then we get a uh, P. We got an end credit scene. It's a PSA from Captain America, which these were all throughout the movie. Yes, yeah. Who makes fun of you for staying and waiting at the end credits just to be disappointed? <laughs> which I remember watching this in the theater, feeling like a fool. <laughs> like uh, yes, exactly. I thought we were gonna get some. Well, these are these are kind of weekend credit scenes. I won't lie. I mean, the I'll one was a this, joke, but the other one didn't really lead to anything. This this might be a hot take. Um, guys, you can skip post credit scenes now. They're just going to end up on YouTube or Twitter within a day or even a week. So if you want to save ten minutes to figure out who the second uh, Michael Keaton's assistant was, you can do that now. Um, sounds like you skipped him during Quantumania. I did not, actually. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm not going to wait the day or two. I'm already there. Might as well watch him. I mean, I guess, you know, what's ten minutes? But still, like, if you're like, oh, I don't really want to stay in the theater for ten more minutes, then you can go. <laughs> I don't think anyone left during the end credits for Quantumania. I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah. We had people but applause when the movie was over. That's awful. Mm, I don't. I I didn't applause because I never do. But no, uh, I mean, no, I'm not saying it's awful because of my opinion of the movie. I'm I'm saying that's awful, like as a concept. Yeah, I don't do that, but yeah. But hey, if we're gonna give some applause, let's give it in give it in the form of a number here, based on one to ten. And this was really solid. I mean, I think this is a solid nine out of ten. Like, it's somewhere between what the critics and the fans said. It is a 9 out of 10. They did a great job here. 
And it's mainly built on, you know, that father-son dynamic, which I am a little bit biased to because it's, you know, whatever. Um, not going to discuss that any further. And also the strength of how they wrote the villain. Yeah, no, this was very good. It's a strong opener. I'm trying to see. What did we do oh, for the also, others? We, hey, we did. We skipped over the fact that um, in one of the last credit scenes, uh, Michelle gives out her name. It's uh, Michelle Jones. Which she says, well, no, my friends call me MJ. She's like, I thought you didn't have any friends. She's like, well, I do now. Yep. So, first Spider-Man only. Spider-Man from 02. I gave an 8. You gave an 8.5. From uh, Amazing Spider-Man from 2012. I gave an 8. You gave an 8. So I'm going to give this one an eight and a half. I thought it was the best origin of the three. I thought it set up well for everything. It gave us something new and different. Again, it's disappointing. I really wish we could get more of this, and maybe one day we will. But until then, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just frustrating that my favorite Marvel character is held hostage by a company that's only cares about making stories about their villains and not even the more interesting ones. So. Mm. <sighs> Either way, we are... Uh, hey, next week, guys, fire up Disney Plus as uh, on Ides of March, this episode, this next episode will drop. We, we are talking... Well, about... no. I'm going to drop some best ofs. But you'll Ooh. already know that if you have listening to this really yeah i'm uh well here's the deal a couple little bit of cleanup number one um max Steele was on netflix apparently like two weeks so to hell with it um yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that happens sometimes but i thought it'd be fun to do but uh i don't want to pay for it and uh it was definitely on there i don't know why it's not anymore but anyway so we're not going to do that. Okay. But um, since, you know, you're up and leaving, um, not going to say that we're completely eliminating the dealer's choice. In fact, we're not because there's a couple movies that I know Josh wants to do that are that are not superhero based. So I, I would like to do those. But given that I'll be gone in the middle of March, and again, if you are listening to this, you already know this, but... Uh, I'll probably just drop a couple best ofs. Okay. So and, do we uh, uh, cuz this is dropping on March 8th. So do we want to slate this for a March 29 release for Thor Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok. Well, yeah, this will drop on um March uh 22nd. 22nd. Okay. And then Thor will drop on the 29th. So yes, Thor oh. Ragnarok. Okay. So we're taking this all the way to March 22nd, this one we just recorded. Yes, well, I'm trying to, uh, you know, again, the goal is to have enough material between now and to get us past uh, Captain America New World Order, which uh, as of now we do not have, but it's close. <laughs> So what you were telling me and what might be my last episode as a regular full-time host uh, being spoiler alert um, being Justice League. Um, Man, you gotta get to Infinity War at least. (laughs) You can't end on Justice League. I will see what I can do, pal. I make no promises. But Uh, even if, if, if hypothetically I do end on Justice League, that would drop Shortly thereafter, the three-year anniversary of the first episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. I mean, we kind of fudged the numbers with the, you know, splicing in some best of episodes, but it is what it is. Um, well, like I said, uh, Captain America's New World Order is May third is when it drops, so a little over a year. Yeah. Uh, fourteen months actually. So. Yeah. I would like to get us there and then figure it out. I don't know what I will do at that point, but. Hey, I'm just saying, I think, you know, you could probably find someone who's willing to do like most of these movies. Like 
I have like some really high quality candidates that, you know, gauge their interest. They might be down, but I've um, got, I got, got some people, but, um, yeah. yeah um, we'll see. I, Every week is, is tricky though. Yeah. But either way, Hey, we, uh, we thank you guys for listening. Um, God bless you. Have a, have a great rest of your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. And to quote one May Parker, and this, this quote, like, it's just good life advice in general. It's something I had to take on, um, with me leaving my now old job and heading into a new one. And to quote one May Parker, you, you need to stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Survivor